Okay, so I know Dave already kind of got his stuff in here. Uh, so if I wanted to, I could just jump right in there and have him like sort of start things off by recounting some of his stuff, but I'm not going to. Um, because what I want to do first is uh, I'm going to make Bill go first because, God damn it, one of these games, Bill's actually going to go first um, <laughs> and pick his dude. There will be a game, but it will not be this day. Oh, it will not be, it will not be this day? <laughs> All right, fine. Um, in any case, because as you, if you guys were looking at the chat, you I don't know if – Mike, did you have a chance to look at the, um, like, sort of forum? No, no, I only just now got the message whenever I get the chat, or when I get okay. the Hangouts invite. So, so. The, 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 to summarize that real briefly, we talked a little bit about playbooks. Most of what I did on the playbook conversation early on was, and honestly, this was as much for me as it was for anybody else, because one of the things that I get hung up on with the playbooks is what power, what abilities do they have? Um, and then I try to figure out like from that what to do. And that's not really what the playbooks are about. So for my own exercise or whatever, I, um, I went in and said, okay, if you're doing this playbook, then your guy should be about one or the other or both or all of these sort of thematic things. So if you're the beacon, you should either be like somebody who's constantly having people question whether or not you even deserve to be there, or you should be somebody who's super, super excited and into being a superhero. They may have powers, but the, you know, so they may have more powers than a typical beacon would have because their main thing is like just being so into being the hero and just thinking this is like almost, almost Torwin like I dare I say in his into how being a superhero he is. The the subject did come up when we were discussing uh, characters in Tor- this household. Torwin is a bit of a beacon, yes. Um, just a little bit. Uh, but he's a beacon with actual abilities. It's just that nobody, you know, until the end, he didn't get really a chance to demonstrate that he had the abilities. Um, you mean besides monster bait? Yeah, monster bait. Um, but, you know, kick some butt there at the end. Um So I put that stuff up and then I sort of transcribed and also just sort of brainstormed examples of the various playbooks Um, with the exception of the joined, because honestly that thing just flummoxes me. I don't know what that's the wonder twins, I guess, except it's not the muscle manos. It's, it's sort of the wonder twins, except it's only one of the wonder twins and somebody else that you're copying is not a wonder twin. And you're sort of, Eventually, and the whole point of the playbook is to grow away from that. And that's not Wonder Twin. So I don't know what that is. It's just, I can't think of an example of that type of character. So I don't know what prompted people to come up with that. I don't know. It's for when two people want the same playbook and you can't resolve it. There you go. <laughs> Boom. You that's, just figured it out. Actually, that is actually a good thought. Uh, that, what's that? I said that was a good thought. I, I think that actually may be... Uh, Probably the most likely guess. Um, so anyway, and then we talked a little bit. Everyone sort of talked about um, uh, we had two different approaches to character concepts that they came up with. We had Dave, Margie, and Catherine who were like, I have one concept, and I figured out four different ways I can slice that particular apple. And then Oh, was, nothing that advanced. Well, it was kind of like like I had this vague idea for a character, and it would work as either this, this, or this, or in your case, this or this. 
or you had two different character that concepts. That was dad. Catherine, yeah, that was that, me. Yeah, Catherine might have been like, I have two different character concepts, and it's basically this. Bill went the route of, uh, the other way, of I'm going to write up 14 different character concepts. <laughs> and they're all awesome. He sent me all the yep. details on them, and they're all really good. Like, damn it, man. I'm going to steal whatever he doesn't play. I'm going to use as um, <laughs> I'm going to use as NPCs. Go um, for it. They they honestly, uh, and we'll have to talk a little bit about this in terms of tone. A couple of them, I don't know that they would fit in Young Justice. They would fit in Invincible really good. Um, Invincible is Young uh-oh. Justice, just focused on one person. No, no, it isn't. Uh, it, it depends on how you think. It's no, no so there's, there's levels of tone here. It's young justice focused on one person. It's certainly the right age bracket, but the uh, NC seventeen label is definitely not. <laughs> because, well, I'm not going to deny that. Because I mean, it's young justice in like the storylines, but when it comes to the action sequences, it's like cover the children's eyes because young justice is written by uh, Mark Millar or Garth Ennis or, or... Yeah. I remember it's from the same company that gave you uh, uh, spawn. So this sure. is kind of, this is kind of a kid. I'm like 17 books into, into invincible and I love invincible. Don't get me wrong. And if we decide that we want to do invincible, that's fine. That really comes down to combat narration. But I, I think I feel, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I feel as though I know Margie well enough to know that she doesn't want to hear me narrate an invincible fight scene. Because, <laughs> because there's like identifiable organs flying around the screen Viscera. all the time. Like what, what I'm hearing is all the characters in this book are very invincible. Oh, I mean, quite invincible. The main guy, the main guy, invincible. I mean, to be fair, he's like. I mean, it's like, what would Superman be like? If if he, if Superman just punched as hard as he wanted to, and, and you get the sense that this guy is like literally holding back as much as he can, and then he gets a kid brother who doesn't ever think about holding back, and like this little twelve year old like kills like three dudes in like hey, his hey. first fight. I we covered that turf in Miracle Man, and I'm done with that. So yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. It's all good. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, so we we had a couple people that came up with different concepts. And I'm going to kind of take it in order of submission order uh, to a certain extent. So if Bill will let me, I would like him to tell me what he would like to play. But he's probably just going to say, I'll play anything and just let everybody fill it in. Pass. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) I know what I want to play, but I have several things that I would be okay with. All right. I I will. Well, somebody has to go first. I'll go first because I've already written mine up in the character sheet. Exactly. I I would like to suggest, Joyce, that the the people with the least variety go first. So Catherine had a couple options. Right. Well, I'm going to go with Bill. I'm I'm going to go go with Dave initially because he literally is down to one option because I'm not going to make him rewrite his dude. Yeah, Um, exactly. So... so we have the playbooks, and if you does anybody not have access to the playbooks? I think everybody does, right? Basically, does yeah. any? And just just to know, do you guys have like the? Um, I know Dave does, but do you guys have Mike and Bill have the? Excuse me. The joint, the star, I, the innocent, all those. So the extras, yeah, yeah okay. Uh-huh. All right. Good. I, I asked a comic expert friend of mine what the innocent is for, and even she had no idea. Oh, I know what the innocence for. The innocence for it's, it's the new Amazing X Men thing. It's a. Uh, it's also uh, uh, Iron Lad. Yeah, 
But okay, yeah, I see, the, I, I've heard enough. Don't make me give a shit about X Men. I'm done. No, <laughs> it's it's actually a, a it's actually a very fun concept, and it, the best part is it's a character who's generally pretty sympathetic, doing an incredibly selfish thing. Which is Beast is like, hey, I'm dying, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna teleport my. I need more brain power, so I'm gonna teleport myself, and in fact, all of the other X Men forward from the '60s, and make them help me figure out how to not die. And, well, he was actually doing it as well to help kind of shame the modern day X Men yes. into like stop also being dick. Yeah, also that. So, okay. so basically, you have the bright eyed Cyclops of the '60s looking at the current Cyclops, going, "Why are you such a fucker? And what the hell happened to you?" And okay. that's the whole idea of the Innocent, basically. Well, I know what I'm playing. Then I don't play a healer because no comic book series ever has a healer character. No, I'm not doing that. But you know. yeah, don't do that. That's like people who are in. Or heal really quickly. Are that's, for no, that's elixir. Yeah, yeah. All right. The 2004 so, run was my yeah. favorite run of the new uh, mutants. So, Dave, you have gone with the doomed playbook. Doomed, 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 yes. doomed And the doomed playbook, typically personified by like a Jean Grey. Uh, uh, raven. A, a raven, obviously, is one of the. I mean, certainly, the art in the book is. The, Highly it's very raven. archetypical Raven-like, yes. Yeah, um, certainly. An arch- um, also, Vale from Avengers Academy is doomed in the sense that her powers are killing her. Um, uh, I had a GM that was playing a Champions game back in college who basically everybody who had superpowers was basically playing the doomed archetype because all the powers were, like, usage basically guaranteed you were eventually going to die. Um, Strike first moratory. Yeah, so that was... Um, that, that's the basic idea is either you've got some horrible thing coming after you because of your power or your power is killing you or possibly yep. a combination of both. I actually, people keep mentioning Blue Beetle as a Janus, and I actually think Blue Beetle, the way he is in Young Justice Season 2, is more of a doomed because he's got these powers and this entire force of bad guys wants to, like, take him back over and or kill him in order to recover his stuff. So, in a way... He's doomed. He just he's he's the doom character. He just manages to face his doom and beat it down before he's completely lost. So oh, I, I think it makes perfect sense for I me. think that works. So Blue Beetle's an example of doom. Um, so your background, tell us, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. So so I am Jason Quill, the uh, son of the famous adventurer scientist of uh, Doctor Byron Quill. Um, who uh, spent a childhood. Out on great science adventures with uh, his his CIA bodyguard Rusty and his Moroccan half brother Amir and his little corgi uh, brigand. Yes, you're right, Mike. He finally gets to fucking play Johnny Quest. I am still playing Johnny Quest. So, and I'll let you read the the character sheet in more detail and the People magazine article that I have written what? Um, that we post <laughs> after tonight. The, the People Magazine interview that I've written oh that I'll, my I'll post later tonight. Um, but essentially, imagine that Johnny hits around 17 and his dad says, you know, you really need more socialization. To, so I'm going to send you back to Halcyon City for high, to finish your high school education so you can go off to college and stuff like that. And the next adventure out, the whole rest of the family gets swallowed by a dimensional rift opened by Dr. Zinn, which also swallows Dr. Zinn. Zinn, not Chin? 
Well, it's Dr. Chin in this continuity. Sure. It's Dr. Zen in Johnny Quest. Sure. Um, doc- I like that doc- he was Achilles' chin as opposed to Achilles' heel. That was really um, – I wasn't sure what you were doing with that, but okay. He's, he's got an Achilles' chin. He really um, took it on the chin. Yes. Before uh, he was dropped off in the city, his dad built into him this um, – prototype set of nanobots to help protect him because he knew, you know, enemies, things like that. They're under his mental control. He can do things with them. Um, But they really were designed to be better monitored and maintained and and tweaked. And the fact that his dad is now gone means that there's no regular checkups or maintenance. And the use of these, which – in retrospect, actually echoes a lot of the use of the little mini bots in uh, Big Hero Six. Oh yeah, and some of the things that uh, he does with them. I didn't figure you but did that on purpose, but I was sure glad that you did it. So, um, essentially, <laughs> he projects in controlling them. He's projecting his mind, his psyche into them, and slowly, this is untethering him from his body. And sooner or later. He's just not going to come back. He's just going to go into the cloud and not come back. He's just going to go into the cloud and not come back. Okay. Meanwhile, he's also being chased down by the daughter of Dr. Chin, who, Alicia, who blames him for her father's death. So that's his nemesis. All right. So... And, and his case, sanctuary is the the well, and that's the, part of the backstory. But you, you you had covered okay. some of the some of the backstory. And his doom uh, his doom advances specifically advance it'll advance in a couple types of situations. But um, his doom advances if he overexerts himself or if he's facing danger alone. If he's in those kind of scenes, he can expect his doom track to go forward. Um, his doom track is sort of a um, a. a Countdown clock. Well, it's it's some people would call it a death spiral, but it's it's like uh, uh, actually um, it's more of an overload spiral. Well, see, and there's actually a game that's built around that. It's um, oh god, now I'm oh uh, uh, don't rest your head. Don't rest your head is actually like sort of a dark city supers thing. But what they have in there is what I think of as sort of like an like a. <laughs> ascendancy spiral you're just becoming more and more awesome until you become so powerful you die like it's it's like because what happens eventually is you crash from exhaustion and that's sort of what the doom spiral is built to be because you're 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 going closer and closer to your inevitable inevitable unavoidable death but as you go you keep hitting these milestones where you pick up cool powers so uh it's not yeah it's an ascendancy spiral uh and it's possible to bounce out of the spiral and save yourself and move on to another playbook. Uh, it's just difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alicia Chen's the genius thing. The sanctuary is he has access to his father's labs at the downtown facilities, which gives him access to a powerful computer. Uh, what was the other thing? Uh, uh, containment. And the containment uh, and healing and, equipment. Uh, and healing equipment. And its location is known to everybody because of the gigantic queue on the top of the building. And this is another thing that will also advance his doom track. The systems there are intricately tied to his doom. 
Uh, they have the same mental security protocol as the uh, nanobot swarm. So every time he uses them. Well, he's in it. So what that that functionally means is he can frequently, I mean, one of the Doom's main abilities, aside from the fact that they've just got scary powers, is you can use your sanctuary to solve problems in the same way that sort of the workshop works in like uh, Apocalypse World and stuff like that. Um, the downside is that almost every time that that happens and you want to use the workshop to help solve a problem, one of the prices of that is going to be, oh, and by the way, you know, this, 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 and advance your doom track. Um, and this is what that looks like, kind of a deal. So, you know, because it's tied to your power. Um, what were the other questions? I asked Dave some questions. When did you first learn of your doom? Dave. When did I first learn of my doom? Um... Let me see what I wrote. Well, I began getting this weird feeling after I'd pushed my control of the nanobots. Like, I wasn't, like, fully back in my body. Um, I finally had the Foundation computers run a full diagnostic on me and the system and learn that my mental control over them was slowly but surely causing a neurological dissociation. So my consciousness threatened to just blur into the bots and never come back. That was, well, about six months ago or so. I- I'm trying not to push things too much, but sometimes I, well, just I have to. Which means, since my dad isn't here to fix things, sooner or later, I'm not coming back. All right. Uh, Aside from the obvious thing where she wants to kill you for losing her dad through a dimensional rift that he created, so totally logical, uh, why do you oppose your nemesis? Because she's knucking futz and wants to kill me and everyone I care for. Um, Is that too obvious a reason? Maybe (laughs) because I know she can can be something different or better than all this. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. That's a great answer. Because I can make her sound better. Because if I, just, if I can just connect with her, if I can just reach her, if she can help me fix these goddamn nanobots because she's smarter than I am. <laughs> uh, who outside of the team is crucial to defeating your nemesis? Yeah, this one I struggled with a little bit. I mean, obviously it's on my dad, but he's not around. Um, family's not around. Maybe some military intelligence types, but they just want to get hands their hands on all of Dad's stuff that they don't already have, and I kind of put a stop to that. So, so there um, may be uh, an opportunity there with other people who are going to be on the team. If they have an NPC that's not on the team, that seems like it might tie into this a little bit. That you might have an NPC that you know that would yep. know uh, Alicia that you could tie in there. That's potentially good too. Uh, why does the team matter to you? Because, well, I really don't have anyone else now, do I? And maybe together we can do some good before, you know, whatever. You turn into Grey Goo. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. So that is Dave's basic idea. He's got some other stuff to answer. He's got his relationship questions to answer that he can't really answer until he's found out about all of you guys. Um, and Margie, I have been thinking about your concept because I need to ask some more questions about it, but we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, uh, and that's about it. And then Dave's got another thing about that's a team question, but I really don't want to even ask those questions until we get around so to everybody. So that is, that is Jason. That is Jason Quill. Does he have a superhero name or is it just Jason Quill? Because everybody kind of knows who just, he is. You know, everybody watched him grow up on those damn cartoons. Nice. And um, uh, you know, Mike, is, Mike is laughing about this. This is funny. Where's, I, where's Haji? I have literally – Haji is – it's not that, Haji. What's his name? Amir. It's Amir. And he's 
no matter what it says on the, the cartoons, they made him Persian so he would fly on this little rug. Oh, God. Amir was Moroccan. I mean, he got pissed off about – of course, what did he have to complain about? I had a girl doing my voice. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. I like all of that. Um, God, that's – I have never seen an episode of Johnny Quest, but I feel as though I have, Dave. <laughs> I feel as though I feel as though now it must be re- it might be required. We we have them on DVD. Yeah, I know you do. I I, I uh, would love them. Who would? Your kids? I'm sure they probably would. They're all. I, I they know. would learn all sorts of really inappropriate stories mm. about uh from from B movie uh, fiction of the 1930s. Yeah. Wow. Bad stereotypes. Classic. Bad stereotypes. Very bad stereotypes. Yeah, I I think I might go for the some of Disney. It's fair. Also, Not much. Um, okay, so uh, I, uh, Margie or Kay, do you want to do rock, paper, scissors for this? or what? Do you do? All right, so is that Margie? Sure, I can do that. All right, so tell me about your concept because you had thrown out a couple ideas and the, 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 what I picked up on is like you're, you're a person from – it doesn't really work with the innocent because you're a person from the very distant past – Okay, so so the two that I think will work best is either transformed or outsider. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, what what she is is a ghost. She's a teenager who died um, around the Civil War, and um, her reanimation came about um, when a fight between insert magic superhero and insert time traveling villain, you know, spills over into, you know, the, the cemetery where she's been, uh, interned and, um, it reanimates her. And so she, she's out, she's a, a person out of step with time because of course she died during the civil war and it's not, um, but she's also, you know, um, definitely, uh, you know, definitely transformed in that she's a ghost. Right. So okay. either of those, and I looked at your questions, and, and really either of those could could fit depending upon what everybody else is is looking for. I have a picture of her up. You do? Yeah. Where? I just put it up. In the. In the where? In, in the roll twenty, she should be there. I don't see a thing from you. Why don't I see oh, it? Maybe me close it. Now try it. See? No. See? Ghost girl. I'm ghost girl. Oh, the character sheet. I'm sorry. I was looking at like the chat window. Oh, ghost girl. There I am. Okay, ghost so, girl. She, so she's a ghost. Okay. Um, so my first thing, I, you're, you're probably And right. that's, that's how I make it fit better with the outsider transformed, you know, because the, the, I, I couldn't really find a fit with just you know, sort of the idea that she was, you know, you know, had died and, you know, a hundred and some odd years later, you know, she's alive and having to learn all about the modern world so, was part of what I was going for, but it doesn't really fit any of the, the archetypes. The, the problem that, now there. as an outsider, it works because if you're filled with wonder about the modern world, blah, 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 that's, that works conceptually for the sort of the concept of the outsider the the problem that we're going to run into repeatedly with the outsider aside from that is that not the powers which are fine but the um what do I want to say the uh uh 
moves are all about messing with shit with your advanced tech. Okay, and so it's 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 yeah. tech based, not sci based. It's really like well, it's a lot of it's about like like modifying existing normal tech with your tech, that kind of stuff. And it uh, gets really it gets really I mean, for what you're talking so, about. So 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 you think that that transformed oh, is better. At, let me look at the transformed for that and see uh what that looks like cuz I haven't I didn't look at because- the to to be real, I hadn't wasn't looking at the moves. I was looking at the the Ability. cover stuff more. Right. So, I, well, I'm I'm just trying to figure out how it plays forward and stuff. And and, and because it's a lot about it's about modifying other stuff. I'm not. No, I sure. I agree. I didn't realize it was tech based. Yeah. So well, because if you look at the the abilities on the front, it's. I mean, alien weaponry is one thing, but it also has you know density control. Right. And no. Telepathy and, that, that and things like that. Really well. Um, so we could go, let me think. Um, so with transformed, you, you could go with, um, what are you supposed to take? Uh, choose to superhuman senses and, hmm, well, impenetrable armor in the sense that, uh, uh, you really can't be hurt by normal stuff. Um, so that's certainly one way of doing that, but that doesn't really give you a lot of, well, you can kind of vision stuff. Like you can like do the vision thing of like flying through people and stuff like that. Um, you know, in terms of like how do I affect somebody? How do I actually fight a fight a dude? Um, right. So that might work. What about hey, Doyce? Yeah. If anybody uh, has any thoughts, the outsider me... would totally work uh-huh. if you choose specific moves. So. If you choose alien ways, the best of them, and not so different after all. You would totally, it would totally work with the concept. So, alien ways. Whenever you openly disregard or undermine important custom in favor of one of your own people's customs, oh, yeah. so that's more of a time. I mean, alien ways works yeah. in just time shifting thing. For some reason, when Dave was talking about like, no, she's from further back than that. I was like, okay, is she like like the lizard civilization that was here <laughs> on Earth before? Uh, the no, best I didn't of, mean that further back. Yeah, <laughs> alien ways, the best of them, when you comfort or support someone by telling them how they exemplify the best parts of Earth, roll freak instead of mundane, okay. Um, not so different after all when you talk about your home, roll freak. No, that totally works. I mean, the, the, you're, you're right. Um, the weird part would probably come a little bit later when it says, but, and you don't have to take these moves because you got to take five moves, but none of them have to be another move from your playbook. Um, they could be a move from a different playbook, uh, uh, that kind of stuff. So we could find other moves from other playbooks that work well as advances for her. Um, well, and even belonging to, 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 uh, worlds could work if I could commune with other spirits. Yeah. That was kind of what I was thinking. Oh yeah. You could have, you could have ghosts coming to like, Oh, you could be like the, 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 using the the spirit world instead of aliens coming to take her away and things like that. I don't hate this. I I don't hate this at all. (laughs) The only other thing I was thinking of was maybe the Nova. Well, and that was the other one that, that we had talked about, although that was one that Dave was also looking at. at, Well, Dave's, Dave's, Dave's handled. Um, so with that one, you could just go with something easier like telekinesis and telepathy. You could go with something really easy like sorcery, um, that kind of stuff. Super poltergeist. Nova is a little bit weird. You do end up, you get really good at unleash your powers. You get really familiar with that particular move. And 
a lot of burn it like basically you you it's kind of like how Dave's force powers worked, where you like roll once to get your points together, and then you burn those points to do extra special stuff above and beyond what the moves could already do. Like how okay. his, how his Jedi work. Um, and it ends up being like, uh, you know, it ends up being pretty cool. But I, I think I kind of like the outsider idea. Um, it, 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 it's actually really cool. Um, I, I will almost man, no, well, I won't mandate it, but I think it would be adorable if Dave's characters like relationship is, I just want to kiss, uh, kiss this particular character once before I, before my doom takes me. And she's like an incorporeal, uh, incorporeal yeah. ghost. So you're just, you're, you're just screwed. You're just screwed. It's Thank never, you. it's never going to happen. Yeah. So well, and, and, and transforms has the, the sort of you know untouchable flesh, which would work with the same thing. So sure, sure. let's see what everybody else is interested in. I think we can make either of those work. I, my original one was the outsider, yeah. just because of that that from so, a different time. Certainly, uh, density control that would be great. And then you could go with telepathy and mind blast. You could go with. Uh, Probably stunning beauty you could do with radical shape-shifting would be a little bit weird. But, I mean, density control and telepathy yeah. would be, like, the easy ones for the spirit mm-hmm. world. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. So, yeah, we're going to put a pin in Outsider. Um, take a look while you're thinking about it because we're probably going to have to do a little bit of um, – well, because when it says things like Earth, where did you? why did you come to Earth and stuff like that, I think the answer is more like why did you come back? Or something yeah. like that. So for the backstory, yeah. take a look at the backstory questions. Um, you know, it, I mean, I'm immediately creepified by questions like, why do your people want you to come home? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the dead should not be arisen. Um, that's, those are great. Um, yeah. So why do you want to stay here for now at least? It, 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 sends, it puts a whole different spin on the outsider that I really love. So Good. that's great. Um, that is a ton of fun. I like it. Catherine, you are now out of luck. So let's hear it. Uh-oh. So that's oh. that's the outsider in the doom spoken for. You were talking about a legacy or a Janus? I put more. I was liking the legacy idea more. Okay, I like legacy. So tell me about this legacy. Because that also informs some of the world. Because if you've got a legacy, that also means there's a certain kind of uh, uh, hero that's a certain out there, like chain of you know, you've got the Bat family, or you've got the Superman, or you've got the Flashes, or you've got something. So what's what do we got? Um, we have Harry Gale, more famously known as Mercury. Ooh. Okay. He- Child of Speedsters, Streak and Tempest. Nice. Let me get over here where I can. So you've got you're you're doing like the the the, the Speedster Legacy kind of thing. Yeah. So good. You know, your 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 most uh, immediately your most difficult challenge is going to be coming up with Speedster names that haven't already been done within an inch of their life because that is what I spent. Part of the afternoon looking for. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So you got your legacy. You've got, so we're looking at uh, 
Okay, so I'm. I, we're going to look at the abilities right now because with the abilities, they're different on the legacy. You don't pick them so much as pick what you don't have. So, the ability set for you in this case with the legacy would be the super speed regeneration, um, uh, phasing, speed reading, and learning the air manipulation. So, what out of those you're supposed to pick two that. What, what was it, what was your character's? Pick two that you don't have. Yeah, what's what's your character's name again? Uh, Mercury. No, but the okay. So, oh, is Harry Gale. Harry. So, uh, so what, initial HG. All right. Okay, I like that. What um what? Nice. Thank you. What? <laughs> what? What um, abilities doesn't Mercury have out of well, the, out of that list? Because I decided to go with the two that would possibly cause the most conflict with his family. Mm-hmm. Nice. Phasing <laughs> and the speed reading learning. What, what was the second one? Or the first one, rather? Phasing. Phasing. Okay, and not the speed reading and learning. It's like, you can just read that. You just, what? God, yeah. So everybody, they were constantly tapping their foot, being frustrated with you. So you've got the super speed, the regeneration, the air manipulation, which are all like the cool tricks. Um, phasing would be nice, but it's super complicated, and you're supposed to like, so, yeah, I like that. Hey, I, and- I, the bad guy's behind that wall. If we could just get Mercury through there. No, I can't do that. I don't. I'm going to run around the wall. Walls can be run around. It totally works. Um, I just want to say for the record that you have already demonstrated a deep, deep understanding of how mass works by saying, I'm going to pick the powers that are going to most annoy my family. Um, I mean, you pretty. And also, some kind of tension, like as a child growing up. Why can't I speed read? Am I stupid or something? Yeah, of course, of course. Speed so, dyslexia. I just can't keep. I can't. Re- I can read it fast. I just can't retain any of it when I'm done. It's just gone. It goes in one ear and out the other. Okay, I like it. I think it's fun. Um, there's some background questions there as well that uh, you'll want to think about. That's while we're going because we're going to loop back and talk about backstory stuff. Dave's the only one who had done those, so I kind of want people to be thinking about that a little bit. Um, when did you officially become part of your legacy? How old's Harry? And I, oh, that's a good question. I mean, this is this is sort of <laughs> this is sort of millennials, the superhero story. So we, we I mean, if are we are we yeah, are I we know. doing college it's kids? Are we high doing school. high schoolers? It doesn't have to be it's high schoolers and such. Each trying to figure out who they are and what's going on. Gee, it's almost like real life. Yes, it absolutely is like that. But to be fair, if you watch any given episode of either The Flash or Arrow, or to be fair, even Supergirl, although less so Supergirl, but Flash and Arrow are basically nothing but masks moves from the beginning to the end. I mean, uh, or as Bill put it, um, Spider-Man Homecoming is basically a solo game of masks. Like, (laughs) like beginning to end. And I can't decide if he's the Janus, which he probably should be, or if he's actually uh, uh, Iron Man's protege. Um... What a dick mentor, though. Holy crap. I mean, what a jerk of a mentor. But anyway. Uh, so. So. 
Um, look at your backstory stuff. We're going to be asking those kind of questions. Look at the relationship stuff. Um, there's also, I don't know if you guys saw this. I put a link up in the chat list of some alternative playbook moves that mm-hmm. um, somebody, one of the guys on the masks list had sort of put together. And some of them are fun. They may suit your particular take on the playbook that you picked. If you, and most of them have a, my personal favorite out of the list. They're all fine. But one of the ones for the beacon is uh, money, money, is my, money is my superpower. And it's a really, it's a good move. It's a really good move. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're the beacon is like partly doing this just because they don't, have the money to do it it's a fun move um but they're all pretty good and they may be they may be a fun that may be a fun spin on some of your stuff all right so i think the one for legacy catherine is like pick these write in the blanks on these three sort of unwritten rules that your legacy follows and see if you can break them without anybody finding out about them uh over the course of play and if you can you get you get to replace that move with a completely different move write that one off and take xp um and I did not hear any of that. You broke oh, up, I broke really up? Fast for me. Uh, so what I was saying is there's a little playbook in one of the, uh, the playbook in the thing. Right. The legacy one is one about sort of setting, writing down kind of what some of the rules of the legacy are and then seeing if you can break oh, them without right. getting caught. Um, which is a fun, yeah. And if you can, you get XP and if you can't, you get in trouble. So which probably means more dice rolling and more XP anyway. So, it, and then when you if you man, once you get done with the whole thing, you get to erase the moves and you get to erase that move and replace it with a different one. Um, so that's kind of fun. Uh, Bill, are you ready? Oh, he's muted. You're muted. Did he say pass again? Uh, what's Mike playing? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, Mike. What do you got? Oh, what did I, I brought got? props. So let me let me see. I gotta see. You didn't. You didn't... Uh, okay, you gotta hold it up higher. I'm not seeing the whole thing. Keep going. Oh no, I just wanted you to see the title. That was the oh, only Nova. Okay. Oh, the Nova. I see. Okay. Yes. You know, it always kind. Of, it should really scare me. Uh, really, if somebody's like. Like the first, like, what are you guys, what are you thinking about? I want to play the Nova. Like that should really, that should terrify people. Uh, I had ideas for the Nova and the Bull. Those were the first two that came to mind. The Nova and the Bull are in weird ways. They have a lot of, like, they're really not the same, same set. Brute, they, brute, brute uh, effort. But they, yeah, they do really have in some ways very similar kind of, in fact, the fact, one of the things is one of the moves you can do as a Nova is pick up the bulls, like bulls heart thing and, and, and have that going on. Uh, so aside from like trying to control your powers and uh, that kind of stuff, you can, you can definitely be one of those people who's wondering, am I more of a weapon than a thing? Or anything like that. So what's the, what's the character concept for the Nova? Um, so basically what I wanted to do was I wanted to have some character who's like, he's a kid and he's, uh, uh, he's lucked ac- across this powerful weapon and it is, uh, one of many weapons tied to virtues. I, I kind of wanted to go the whole Green Lantern route here. So this implies that there's other virtues out there as well. Okay. Or other weapons based on those virtues. Uh, 
Uh, and I figured, you know what? This would be the hardest, the hardest virtue for a kid to hold on to. And for something so infinitely powerful, it would be good if he had to, uh, uh, if he had to obey the virtue of humility in order to get his powers to work. Okay. So, so he's found some sort of thing Uh that gives him powers, but in order to channel it, he's got to, he's got to be humble, but he's one of the most powerful people in the city. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, oh boy. I don't, okay. Mm, mm. He's like low self-esteem man. It's going to be great. Kind of. Well, yeah, except not. If it's supposed to be a struggle, then... then. Uh, well, think about it. I have yeah. to mark conditions in order to get powers. Oh, yeah. So. You need to be feeling, you know, bad about yourself. The humility... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... I mean, that that part of it, uh, we can you can make it work. What's the, what's the weapon like, or what's the thing like? Uh, I figured I was going to go for the whole uh, cosmic energies thing, since, you know, he's... You know, it's sort of that same thing as the Green Lantern. They're, sure. They're, they channel they channel uh, uh, courage, but it comes out as a beam. Right. Or shoots. they make stuff out of it or whatever. But in this case, yeah. probably more beams. and, and I mean, really, you can kind of do whatever you want to with the thing, because that's how the Nova is set up, is your powers are meant to be just... Yeah. It doesn't really matter which one of the things you pick, because you can pretty much do whatever you want to do with the power. It's one of those... Uh, champions used to have, like, the, the, the variable power pool. Mm-hmm. Um you can just kind of build anything you want to out of this pile of points. Um, so, I, I, I need to think about, and I'm not saying no by any stretch of the I need to think about the humility thing because I'm not sure how you, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not, I'm having trouble envisioning what that looks like. And I, I'm going to say on a comic book page. Well, allow me to, allow me to uh, explain to give you my thoughts on this. Okay, sure, he, by all means. Yeah, so he can't be doing this for himself. Like, okay. if he starts showing off or stuff like that, and he's like, yeah, I gotta, you know, take them out, that's when his powers start to falter. Okay. However, if he's like, oh, I need to save these people, you know. That reminds me of somebody. Yeah, he has to not do, he basically has to not do it for himself. I mean, it's sort of the, um, I mean, you, Dave, you would not be thinking of Tiffany aching, but that would that no. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I get. Well, it's it's almost kind of sad, really, because he can't ever like just go like I'm gonna just gonna go flying because I I'm just gonna do it for fun. It's not like he'd never do it, but there's like a weird line he's got to draw there to like he sort of has to kind of at least be patrolling or mm-hmm. something, you know. Uh, but it really it's the idea is that. It, it isn't even so much humility as much as it is kind of a selflessness um, or, you know, a greater good kind of a thing. Oh man, that is a, that's a tough road to hoe. Um, so one of the things, I mean, I, that, that tells me where the powers kind of sputter and fade out. But one of the big things that goes on with the Nova is the powers rolling out of control. Like yeah, getting too big. So, what does that look like? I and mean, what, what, where does that trigger happen in this in this 
kind of situation like is it, is it a is it an anger thing on behalf of others is it uh uh, uh major be humble but not too humble well you know i don't know that you could you could you can't know, humble break these powers i don't know that you can you know humble berserk but some kind of like righteous anger or or righteous like just righteousness i guess or something like that some you know uh uh holy certainty holy certainty or something like that that really and i don't want to put a religious spin on it but it's the idea that uh i'm i want to i want to make sure that we have an idea of what it looks like because i'm going to have to narrate some of the i i mean once things start rolling out of control that usually falls on me and i want to make sure I, I understand what it looks like when this thing spirals out of control not not sputters and dies that's easy to imagine and kind of funny well, um so do realize uh the way i kind of saw it is less of you know that you know there's kind of this whole thing of where he's uh, uh where like the power's overwhelming him or something like uh-huh. that so that could sort of be sort of one of those things where he's like uh almost dissociated uh in a certain idea of where he's doing things for the greater good is uh, there is there but he could just also not be very skilled with these abilities. It's like infinite power, not really great at controlling them. Well, yeah, because he's human nature. Um, or, you know, human. Um, I'm wondering if there isn't, and the, the problem with it, this question is that it actually, it, it runs the risk of strength somewhat close to Dave's sort of idea. Uh, but I'm wondering if there isn't a, a will behind the power itself that uh, kind of pushes him. Yeah. And it, it, you know, sort of the D and D thing of having to deal with the intelligent weapon. That's actually smarter than you are. Um, so, so getting kind of almost to a blue beetle type of uh Yeah. Um, but not, you know, the blue beetle thing. I don't know if you, did, uh, Mike, did you watch young justice? I didn't watch young justice, but I own all of the uh, volume eight of, Blue Beetle. All right. So the, the, the big thing that they played up a lot, in the in, certainly at the beginning of the second season, but really all the way through it, is that the, the Scarab is constantly like... Well, actually, if you watch Spider-Man Homecoming, honestly, his suit does the same thing. It's like, do you want to go into instant kill mode? No! No, why do you even have instant kill mode? No! Um, and so the Scarab is constantly egging him on to like, you know, he knows too much. You need to eliminate him. You need to kill this guy. You know, she's agreed not to tell. You need to kill her before she changes her mind. And, it, you know, not not that in this case, but, like, the idea that's, like, if you don't do enough, the power is always there willing to, like, take the necessary steps kind of kind of thing. So it's not so much loss to you, but, like, you, 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 could, you run the risk of potentially just becoming a conduit. How does that sound? That, that sounds great. Is, does it? Or are you being? That sounds, it sounds terrible, but awesomely terrible. It sounds like it'll make a great story. Okay, I'll buy that. Um, okay, so I, I I want to think a, I want you to think a little bit more about. I, I yeah, I mean, I kind of came into this with like a half idea, and I was just like, how do I make this Green Lantern without making it Green Lantern? 
Oh, there's there's so many ways to do Green Lantern without doing Green Lantern. But this is certainly it. This, this, now, this isn't exactly Green Lantern because what you're getting here is a ring that like, sort of thinks it knows more about what it should be doing than you do. Um, and I don't know if... I'm sure there's probably a good Supers example of that that we didn't already come up with. Um, it's Nova. It's Nova. Uh, blue, uh, blue Beetle actually kind of funny because they, they seem to have some sort of weird background with the, with the, with the, um, with the Green Lanterns, too. Uh, the, yes, yeah, the Beatles do. Anyway, um, all right. So think some more about that. Look at the backstories. What was the other one you were thinking about? Uh, the ball. The ball. Okay. All right. Because I mean, who doesn't want to just play the punk kid who's like who thinks really highly of themselves? I and will, is just like and is I, angry yeah. and is angry all the time. And, well, and also you know they have everything they need to back up, back it up. Yeah. I, I think uh, Superboy is probably one of my favorite characters from Young Justice, certainly. And, and he's like, for my mind, the first season of him is just the definitive. It's like, what if Hulk was 18 and could never shut it off? It was, it's just so good. Um, although I will say this, Bill managed to come up with a bull that doesn't have any, like, it, it, I, I, ne- I never thought I would, I, would figure, I would see somebody who wrote out the bull as basically a young Tony Stark. Um, and it's, it totally works. Um, it, it totally works. It's like, and, and even has a way of hulking out that totally works, which I think is also hilarious. Um, and it has puns. So, uh, also good. Well, for some value of good. Bill, you've run out of people to walk behind on this one. So, uh. What do you, what do you, uh, what do we, no, so what do we, we've looked at, we, what, what do we have? We have a doomed, we have doomed a legacy outsider and Nova. You've been checking stuff off of your list, haven't you? Yep. Doomed legacy outsider and a Nova classics all the way around. What are you looking at? I'm playing the bowl. You're pl- okay. I guess I talked up the right one then. So and uh, I, I wanted to make a quick suggestion for the, um, who, humility-based Green Lantern, if you like. Sure, by all means. If if this power's been given to you by somebody who's decided that the source of evil in the universe is arrogance and overweening pride, they're like, I'll give the people, like the common people of the world, the power to resist this, you know, this dominance by, the, by you know, people who just have too much attitude. Um, and we'll start with you if you become one of them. Oh, okay. Oh, God. So you, that gives you the Guardians, like, sitting around somewhere. Um, or at least a guardian or, or just, just imagine a tiny little like short shrimpy guy like with blue skin a billion years old sitting on your shoulder judging you all the time so yeah it pretty much is just like sophomore year um, <laughs> alright the bull tag is you're big strong and tough uh, you know what fighting really is. You're good at it. You've got a soft side too, but only you know. Only you only show it to people you care about most. Everybody else can eat your fist. Bill took this and kind of turned it on its head. So read the thing that you sent. Would you Would you tell me about? Was it, is this Link? Is this Link? Yeah. Right, yes. So, so let's talk about Link. All right. So who is Link? Um, he is um, this kid whose father's a supervillain, uh, Rossum the Minion Maker, who manufactures uh, like you know those identikit henchmen that all like professional supervillains have like the guys wearing like the matching themed costumes Rossum builds those guys and sells them to other supervillains okay so he's doing quite he's doing quite well 
The one thing Rossum never got in his life, though, was love. Like he can he can get obedience. Did he build a son? But not affection. No, no, no. Oh, he didn't so build he, a son. Through, by hook or by crook, uh, he impressed this woman long enough to, you know, be, become a father, um, and wanted to stay in the kid's life. Unfortunately, because he's a supervillain, you know, the cops just kept coming for him. Uh, and so Leo got shuffled between foster families. And what would happen is that Rossum would show up after several months, be like, hey, kid, we're going on a joyride. Hey, I bet you've never seen, like, you know, Borneo from 50,000 feet. I have this volcano lair. It's amazing. And then, like, the supers come up, and they're like, okay, listen, we're going to put your dad under arrest again. So he's had kind of a rough time growing up. Um, finally, um, like the shield equivalent in this world, I guess, Aegis, uh, intervened, uh, they stepped in, they're like, we'll take care of your old man. We're just going to keep an eye on you because you seem to have inherited his gift for inventing. Uh, he also has, uh, as a consequence of that, some brain damage and his dad corrected that with a chip. Uh, that's a, that's implanted in his brain. This is the, I, I had some reservations about, you know, Dave's concept, you know, Meshing with this one, but I think they're sufficiently different. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so with this, he's able to sort of extract like a copy of his brain, uh, mutate it, and turn it into artificial intelligences. So he's been building these robot friends. And he built himself like a self-driving car at 13. He built himself a robot girlfriend at 16. And now they go on adventures. Please, please tell people what the name of the car is. Uh, the name of the car is Otto. O-T-T-O. Of course it is. <laughs> he was 13. Don't judge. Okay. Uh, except for the fact that you weren't 13 when you thought of it. But still. <laughs> but still. Technically, construction finished at 13. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. When, when the feet are long enough to reach the pedals, that's that's when you're ready. So the part that works very, very bull-like. Um, I like, uh, for me, I'll, I'll, this is, this is going to be for Amber players. But for me, the bull is the character who puts 50 points in strength. And then zero points in the other three stats, and then gets pattern attunement. Like it's so, it's just simple. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, he did this with the power armor. So he's got power armor, and then he's yep. got how do you power up from that? So basically, his robot friends can combine with him. They transform and then lock around the suit, um, either making him just stronger, faster, or bigger, or whatever. So the first one, like first the girl, the first the girlfriend slash bodyguard mm-hmm. can lock in, and then the car comes in. So he can basically go from like bad to you know like Iron Man upgrade to War Machine upgrade to Hulkbuster. Pretty much. Which is, um, the stick is also that they keep kind of a lid on him, and uh, Numa's the the the, the android girl um, has a much more level head than he does, which is weird because she's basically extracted from his brain. Uh, except she. Like, He's like, I don't know how that worked. So that's good. The only, um, and the only really like, I want to make sure not to thing is we don't want him too inwardly pointing. Uh, right. So I want to make sure that his relationship stuff, uh, at least to a certain one extent or another, is pointed not at like just the stuff oh, that's already created. We, so we've got that covered. So Otto's kind of like the best friend, Happy Hogan type character. He's kind of just around. Um, Numa's a different story. She came to this existential realization that basically she was built to fall in love with this kid, but she couldn't think of herself as a real person if she just went with her programming. So now they're just friends. Because she's sort of like testing not doing that to make sure that she's... Yeah. I like it. 
I like it. So now he's just like, <laughs> it's a very frustrating time for this kid. I built such a, I, I built, I built the perfect girlfriend and, and, and she pretty much wants to just like, like text and go out to coffee shops. Friend zoned yeah. to the extreme. No. By his own creation. Friend zoned by his own creation. <laughs> oh God. So he's so, got a lot of anger. He's got, he's got pretty much born out of frustration. I just don't understand people. Okay. So we have the Bull, the Legacy, the Nova, the Doomed, and the Outsider. So it's, oh, I think that's, I think that's everybody. I mean, it, I'm ready for Teen Titans. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we've got that pretty much locked down. All right. So for those, so we're going to, let me get out of this thing here. I've been trying to find pictures of Galro's soldiers from Voltron, but for some reason, they just don't have pictures of them like standing rank on rank. Because they're like the perfect like cookie cutter soldier robot to use, and for some reason I can't find a freaking picture of a Galra. It's crazy. I might just be thinking that they're perfect because my kids and I have been watching so much Voltron right now that I'm just dreaming about it at night. Um, doesn't matter. All right, so we need to jump in the character sheets. Um, if you guys look. If you don't have the playbook sanity, you should have the playbook sanity. Uh, so things you need to do, we need to look at the labels. We need to look at, I got to grab my book here one sec. Ugh, can't quite reach it. Too much. So your character, all your playbooks come with sort of stock values for your, uh, for your qualities. Um, for your, I'm sorry, your, for your labels. And then you can take and put one, you can raise one of them by one point. Um, freak is, well, backing that up, you know, no, actually, I'll go with there. Freak, if you guys haven't really figured that out, Freak is about, from your point of, Freak, from your point of view, is seeing yourself as strange or unusual, unique, powerful. Freak, from other people's point of view, if they're telling you that you should raise your freak or if they're doing something that implies that you are, like that needs to go up, it's because they think you're odd, you're not like them, you're unnatural, or you're outside of their understanding. Um, if dangerous is you seeing yourself as someone who's threatening, strong, who takes risks, who, who can stand toe-to-toe and trade blows with people, with dangerous people, if other people see you as dangerous, they think that they should stay clear of you because you attract harm um, to those around you. Uh, savior, uh, from your point of view, is someone who is a good defender, who guards people, who protects people. They're stalwart. They're reliable. Um, noble. Uh, you know, people might think of you as noble and self-sacrificing, but they also might see you as overbearing and moralizing. So, uh, uh a young Captain America, uh, you know, great guy, really nice. Also kind of a boy scout, um, that kind of a deal. Uh, superior is seeing yourself as the, you know, sort of the smartest person in the room and, and the way people can look at you negatively is if they also think of you as somebody who sees themselves as the smartest person in the room. Um, so if you're talking about stuff where you have to be smart and capable and quick and crafty, um, that's superior, but it's also arrogant and an egotistical jerk and stuff like that. Um, and finally, mundane is seeing yourself as empathetic, uh, human, understanding of other people, and just normal. 
And if people are looking at you as mundane, you're just uh, boring and uninteresting, but also empathetic and, and stuff like that. It's like, no, you're a good listener. You really understand people. That's, that's them sort of pushing and saying, uh, you're that. So you, what you want to do is use your little arrows there to set your various labels the way that the book indicates and then figure out which one's going to go up. Uh, you can't have your, uh, the negative two won't come up, but the, the highest your stats can go is two or three. Uh, any of your labels can go as a three and the lowest, any of them can go as a negative two. Um, you can't subtract. We're not going to do any math or anything. Trust me, your labels are going to move all the time. Uh, just really all the time. So, uh, uh, figure that stuff out. And then if you have moves to pick and all of you probably have at least a couple, possibly more, figure out which ones you want to do. And, uh, Get them into the moves section there. If they have passive moves, I, I, as near as I can tell, passive moves are just sort of things that are just sort of true about your character that you don't necessarily need to roll for. Uh, so Dave's, one of Dave's passive moves is just his doom, for example. Um, if you have, Bill will run in here for danger or, or defender, which is when you leap to defend your love or rival in battle. Well, actually, I don't know if that's a pass. That's not a passive one. You didn't do it as a passive one. What'd you have done here for passive? Oh, bull's heart. You always have exactly one love and one rival. You can change your love or your rival at any time. Give the new subject of your affections or disdain or influence over you. Take plus one ongoing to any action that impresses your love or frustrates your rival. Um, so that's a passive thing. It's just kind of true. You don't have to roll for it. If you have to roll for it, put it in the active stuff. And if you, um, if you uh, have an active move, if you got to roll, put it in active. If you don't have to roll and put it down the passive stuff. Um, you put love in your, you put Numa in your love thing. So I definitely have some. As a starting point. Yeah. Have some team member in as your rival. Um, I need to figure that out still. Yeah, exactly. So think about that. So, Labels, moves, and also take a look at those um, backstory questions and get those into your front page there. And once, uh, what should we do? Give ourselves like 10 minutes here and, and kind of figure out what the answers are to these things. Start sketching some stuff out. Then we Because I want to share those background answers. Ask the questions and answer them and stuff like that so we get a better question. If people are stuck on stuff, please ask everybody because... Um, we might come up with some good ideas there and some cool things. Start looking for ways that you guys might be connected. You do know each other. There's a few con- a few things I want to, if we're okay with this, I, you know, um, the, the, there's some, some assumptions about how the game plays out. One is, unless you guys are like really, really want to be in a DC universe or something, the assumption is that we're in this Halcyon city, which has generations and generations and generations of uh, supers in the past. And it's sort of like a magnet for weirdness. So it's, it's the greatest city on the world. It's also the weirdest city on the world. Um, you've grown up in a soup. It's 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 Uber New York. It's more than New York. It's it's New York plus Gotham plus Astro City plus Paragon City. It's all of it. Um, the assumptions on the team, and I don't think we have any real problems here, is you chose, you all chose to be on the team. So you might be, you might have been pressured into it in character. You might have been 
you know, you might feel guilt about it and you're on the team to absolve it. You might audibly wish you weren't on the team, but secretly loving it. But ultimately it's your choice to be on the team. Uh, we're young and we're not killers. Uh, you might've had some bad stuff happen. You might've wrecked a building or two. You might've hurt some people, um, made some mistakes. Some of your actions might've even led to deaths, but you're not like, you don't solve problems by just putting a bullet in somebody's head or dropping a rock on them. Um, no, no murder hobos. No murder hobos. We're, we're not, uh, we're, we're not, we're not playing a Garth Ennis comic book. Um, you aren't illegal or openly hunted yet. Yes. So you might, yes. you might be watched. Yeah. The yet is definitely yes. there. You aren't illegal. You aren't openly hunted. You're, you're playing within the bounds of the thing. So Aegis is kind of watching you people, you know, certainly heroes are watching you. Um, who was the, like, is, uh, so I'm curious, Kay, something to think about is, is this a family gig? The legacy thing, is this a family gig or is it more of like the speedster family? Like, uh, you know, the, the, the power found you. So we're just kind of bringing our, our no, it, it's parents. Oh, it's oh right. You mentioned mom and dad, mom and dad were both speedsters, I suppose. Let me keep an eye on well, Right, rabbits. There aren't that many speedsters. There's mom and dad, and then some other poor sap who got hit by chemicals. God, there was a kind of got added into the family. He's Uncle Chase. That supers, um, Uncle Chase. I like that. Um, (laughs) I'm running out of names. I have. You know what I thought? Swift Chase. Uh, there's one that gets used. I don't know if you guys have ever played. I, well, no, Dave bought it. I don't know. We only ever played it the one time because it's super hard. It's really easy to play online. It's really hard to play in the actual board game. But there's a, like that supers battle yeah. card game thing. And the speedster hero in that is named Tachyon. And I thought that was a pretty good <laughs> well, Given the ubiquity of super speed people, there's any number of names that have been used. I mean, yeah. I was looking up this afternoon velocity is one uh just hit the just hit the uh thesaurus yeah look up speed uh, look up uh wind look i up... did i, I did. like what she got i like mercury yeah, yeah. Oh, I like, mercury's great mercury was not the problem it was all the, the rest of the family if you pick a legacy you got to come up with a lot of now the one that they did in the book is totally cheating because basically everybody is the same uses the same name so it's just like huma three or something like that it's like come on man i mean really um but yeah i, I did like i did like tachyon for two reasons i like tachyon because uh it was a name i hadn't thought of before for a speedster and it was like the like it, they, she was the pre, she was the premier speedster and a girl, and I just realized that like Marvel and DC don't do female speedsters, and I was like, hey, hey, Jesse Quick, Jesse Quick, Jesse Quick, but let, not that's like, it, not like not like Banner speedsters, you know what I mean? Like it's not it's never the marquee speedster is is not a female. Um, true. And, no, but that's true for because, most uh, superhero classes. Because it's yeah. really hard to run that fast when you're wearing that little clothing. That's very true. Um, and heels. I like Jesse Quick. And heels. Um, <laughs> so you aren't illegal and openly hunted yet, but at the same time, you aren't beloved. Um, they might, you know, you're just another, right now you're just another hero. You're one of the young ones. Um, you aren't hunted by superheroes and law enforcement, but you also aren't beloved by the city yet. You might be more or less well-liked. 
You're um, another pair. You're another group of random superhero kids wandering around the city. Well, and you know the millenniums are ruining everything. You know now the millenniums are ruining superheroes. Man, when I met, what was your dad's name? Uh, Streak. When I met Streak, man, he took the time in the middle of a fight to sign a picture of him for my wife. And the last time, and I met this new one, this Mercury, whatever his name is, the kid in the silver tights. I mean, he didn't even stop. I was like trying to talk to him. He, he acted like he had to like, like all he could do was just like, it was all he could do just to keep up with the fight he was in. Hey, come on. Joyce, I have to say right now that this brings to mind like a supers convention where people are getting autographs signed. And there's just a, like a line of eager kids at the speedster booth with like a bunch of blurry out of focus photos. <laughs> And what really is, badly scrawled signatures. Yeah, exactly. What well, no, the, there's no line at the speed stirp is. <laughs> no, that yeah. The uh, <laughs> one of the things that I that 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 actual play that um, I, I that I mentioned to you guys that, that's run by the guy who does the game and is played with a bunch of people who are I will say this encyclopedic in their knowledge of Young Justice. I was astonished by the amount of knowledge that they were throwing out there. But the guy playing Kid Flash at at the happy harbor graduation like well what are you doing while all this is going on and he's he did like the most ultimately kid flash and or speedster thing which was he photobombed literally every single graduation picture that was being taken <laughs> in the entire thing is and every single one of them he's perfectly in focus for just that flashbulb moment and then he's off to the next guy he goes and also i'm tasting all the cake like everybody's cake um, yeah, he was basically photobombing everybody. Um, that is amazing. Oh, it was such a he. Th- this guy just channeled the ultimate, and he was doing him as a. The weird thing was he was doing him as a as a beacon, so his actual freak was low, and so when he would do a fire, when he did power stuff, it frequently didn't go very well, and also his dice were just terrible. Um, he had the worst rolls. But that didn't really matter because he was so Wally. Like, he was just, he, he did such a good job with him. But yeah, the, the photobombing thing just struck me. But yeah, the, the thing about not being popular is like, you know, especially with the legacy or something like that, people know, like, if you're a speedster, well, they know all the other speedsters. So they know what you're living up to. Um, everybody's seen power. Never fast enough. Everyone always compares me to the others. Like, I actually saw him. Would you believe this? I actually saw him run into a wall. When have you ever seen a speedster run into a wall? They run up a wall. They run around a wall. Most of them go through the wall. This kid, bam, right into it. Can you believe that? I mean, I don't even know if he's really a speedster. Maybe he just launched himself on a platform. I was trying really hard that time. <laughs> I figured if I got enough momentum, I could do it. But, uh, yeah. So we've got that. We've got the fact that Bill's guy is like uh, uh, the son of a, a pretty well-known supervillain. Um Dave's guy is well known, but I mean, I don't remember any cartoons where you had like this weird cloud of like robot, weird, spooky things. There's a ghost girl that's freaking people out and dresses funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I do not know what you are talking about. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so much fun. Um, and then we have. Like, I wish you could see my, me fanning myself. Oh, I, I, I can picture it. Um, and then, of course, we have 
Mike with the terrifying powers, which we're going to get into. So while we've been, distra- I've been distracting you guys. So work on uh, some background stuff, figure out what your labels and stuff kind of are. I, w- I want to circle back with the, with the background questions um, in a little bit. Once you have a pretty good idea of them, I'm going to go down to Minnesota and take like five minutes and then we'll be back and we'll do the rest of this. And so we'll go through the background pictures and then we'll, uh, the background questions, we'll do the relationship stuff. And we'll do the team questions. And then I think we're going to kind of be done for the night because I'm going to have to do a lot of thinking about what to do to you guys first. I would normally, you know, because uh, got to make sure that we're, you know, thinking ghost, Nova. I want to know more, Mike, about like where, how the, about the events surrounding like you getting the power, which I think is some of the background questions. So it is. Um, no, I'm thinking about that right now. You you should do that. I'm gonna go grab myself a soda. So awesome. You guys figure out your stuff. We all meet at the bar and get kicked out. <laughs> Not old enough. Well one of us is. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I snuck out some <laughs> I mean but, but it doesn't have ID, so it's like, you know. I, I, I would I would break it into the liquor cabinet at the uh at, at the lab, but I would have to add to my doom track, and I don't want to do that yet. <laughs> I was just there, so I'm looking up uh, influence for playbooks. Oh, whoa, it says give influence to all your teammates. Yep. Yep. That's what that. I, I have the choice of giving influence to nobody or giving it to everybody. So. I. I... I have to give it, or I have to give it to one teammate, and it's the ghost girl. I have to give it. To <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> so the doomed has influence with two people, or no? Um, I have to give influence to. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. And the legacy. Gives influence to all your teammates. Oh, we need to write down who we have influence over. Yeah. Which that's why I was asking. to. Okay, I understand. Oh, that's the other way around. That was yeah. part of why I was... What did I miss? Yeah. I, I understand. Okay, so... What did, what, what did, catch me up. What didn't I understand? Uh, we were talking about influence and oh. just sorting out who has what. Oh, don't do that yet. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Well, it's more like just like who, you know, does all the team have it? Do you have to pick two people? That sort of thing. Right. Right. So we were just finding that on the sheets. Oh, we don't have a protege. This is going to be interesting. Uh, We can recruit one and train him up. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Okay. Rival Jason Quill, perfect, perfect. That's perfect. Um, I'm gonna jump since I know Bill's written up this stuff. I'm gonna ask Bull. I'm gonna ask the Bull some background questions. Okay. Which we may have already answered, kind of. So no, I'm. If it's who are you who've changed you? That's on my sheet already. Right. Well, yeah. Yes, but but we have to hear it. That's what I mean. I want to. Yeah. I want to. I'm just saying. I can read off there. Yeah, I was gonna say you've got this stuff. So who who changed you? Uh, so that's his dad. Um, 
the the it wasn't like this evil this this is the diversion from the normal bull. It wasn't like this evil organization turned him into a weapon. It's more like everyone in his freaking life is expecting him to follow in his dad's footsteps. So and and he did put a chip in your what was he fixing you from with the chip in your head? I don't remember that. Brain damage at age five. All right, all right, 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 right. Was that like an accident or some congenital thing or it it's a consequence Radiation exposure? It's basically the second generation effects of having super intelligence. Okay. That works for me. Um, is So from like from everyone else's perspective, basically like this adult man kidnapped his five-year-old boy and put him through this unauthorized surgical procedure. And it's like, well, that went dark. Sure. Yeah. The, um, and of course the, uh, the hidden thing there is like, okay, Evil, evil supervillain genius robot guy put a chip in the head of this kid. That's yep. completely innocent. Um, yep. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about there. Is it there's possible a- that he put a governor on you? Like, not, not, I don't mean like, oh, you're out of line, so I'm going to put you to sleep, but like mm-hmm. throttling the intelligence? You mean uh, like a, like a girl genius? I, I got to say that that's yeah. literally like one of his biggest fears. And this is also one of the reasons that he has AI companion friends and, and, you know, companions and friends to look out for him in case something goes wrong. Like on one of those days when you're just stumped with a problem and you can't really seem to solve it, you have to wonder, am I stumped or is, or, or am I being stumped? Am I not being allowed to uh, get the answer? Yeah. Yep. And that's always in the lurking in the back of my mind. Am I dumb or am I being, am I just not thinking about it or is this being done to me? Nice. 